Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective. We are going to enjoy a Bob and Weave Wednesday this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're listening to the podcast or radio program. Again, Bob and Weave Wednesday with Officer Micah Prim. Shannon, start us out with some inspiration if you would. Oh, I forgot the button. There we go. Let's talk about investing in others. When a corporation offered 1,000 frequent flyer miles for every 10 purchases of one of their foods, one man realized their cheapest product was individual cups of chocolate pudding. He bought more than 12,000 for $3,000. He received gold status and a lifetime supply of air miles for himself and his family. He also donated the pudding to charity, which netted him an $800 tax write-off. Genius. Jesus told a controversial parable about a cunning manager who, as he was being fired, reduced what debtors owed his master. The man knew he could rely on their help later for the favor he was doing them now. Jesus wasn't praising the manager's unethical business practice, but he knew he we could learn from his ingenuity. Jesus said, we should shrewdly use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. As the pudding guy turn 25 cent desserts into flights, so may we use our worldly wealth to gain true riches. What are these riches, Jesus said? Give to the poor, and you will provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. Our investment doesn't earn our salvation, but it does affirm it. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Loving God, help us to invest in the poor and in the children of the next generation. For Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're talking about investing in the community today with uh, Officer Prim, and we're talking about investing in children. There's a few programs that the Spokane Police Foundation uh, is working on and is funded through private donors and the Spokane Police Department. So we're going to bring Officer Prim into the conversation. Welcome to the show. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the Spokane Police Foundation. The reason why we brought you in is we saw a flyer for the PAL boxing program. Tell us about the foundation, what you do, what the foundation's working on, and then we'll maybe beat up the topic of boxing. Sure, no problem. So the police department has our community outreach unit, which has uh, three officers in it. And one of the things we do is we work with Rick Welliver and Spokane Boxing to provide a program for youth in Spokane. So it's totally free. Low barrier, kids can come in of all different types and backgrounds um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 p.m. And they can get in there and learn how to box. They can do some physical activity. They can um, kind of get some stress out, get the stress and negativity out of, the, out of them and uh, learn how to box. And also the biggest part is they learn how to like build a bridge with us officers. So there's always going to be some officers down there at the boxing gym with Rick. We get to know them. We find out what they're dealing with in life and we can see if we can help them. Lots of different ways. Like uh, some kids show up and they're in poverty. They might show up in a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and they might not even have athletic equipment to or clothing to work just out a in. basic so pair just, of shorts Bo- just a boxing shorts, basketball stuff. shorts something a pair right of yeah decent shoes yeah just the basics and it's, it's so sad and we go okay what kind of resources can we 
can we buy this kid some workout clothes or whatever the kid needs? And, and oftentimes we'll get them some workout clothes, some sweatpants or shorts, and then we give it to them. We give them boxing gloves and wraps for their hands. Um, and so they go home with some equipment that's free. They get to come back and learn how to box. And we have a great um, partnership with Coach Rick, and he has a good uh, coaching crew at the gym, um, and they teach them all the basics of how to, how to box. So it's a great program. So basics about boxing, and one of the things about learning how to fight is, and I know that this is big also in, in karate and Muay Thai, and there's all the different types of, of personal protection type fighting skills, is that you also learn when not to fight, to use those skills appropriately, whether it's for sporting or if it's for personal protection, you, you learn those boundaries. I think it's a positive thing, too, having law enforcement working with the children because too often there's this adversarial view of officers, especially in the current media and in and pop culture music. And so now you have, I think, opportunity. I wanted to say officer's opportunity, but I think it's an opportunity for the community to learn how to deal with law enforcement. Too many children, too many people don't know that, okay, if there's a situation that occurs, how do you deal with off officers? Well, they're just normal human beings, but they also have a job to do. And so when you're approached by an officer, just be respectful, whatever the situation, don't be adversarial and put yourself in, in a position where law enforcement looks at maybe you're the problem in the situation we got called out to do. You know, so I think, do you guys talk through those at all with the programs? Sometimes we do. And- that program, not so much, just because it's more physical. And so we might be talking to the kids, hey, how's school going today? Are you doing your homework? How's your home life going? Those types of things. But it's kind of brief, and we check on them to see how they're doing. Then we just start working out with them. And through that workout, of that boxing workout, we're both sweating, us and the kids. We're, we're learning how to box, and it's, we kind of build that bridge through the workout, too. But, well, um, obviously, you're getting a workout and you're not doing physical boxing. Obviously, it's a great way for youth that are maybe struggling in school or struggling in, in their household. They can take out that aggression on, on, a, on a bag, right? They can take out that aggression. Is it a punching bag, you call it, right? Yes. The, the big ones are the punching bags. What are the, the other ones that you punch real fast? Yeah, there's there's all types of bags. There's heavy bags, light bags. I don't remember what those types of bags. Okay, are so lot, like lots the, the of rapid, like the rapid bags. Yeah, rapid, rapid bags. bags yeah. yeah. So they're, they're all these things that they can work out that negative aggression on. Uh, and like I said, obviously you're not in the ring boxing with them because I'm not seeing. I mean, no bruises, no black eyes. You're looking pretty good. So <laughs> yes, yeah. Most of it's just the workout, and and oftentimes it's le learning the techniques of boxing. Um, so there's not a whole lot of you know sparring right away. It takes a long time to build up that skill level to actually spar. So the kids are in there learning the, the basics of boxing for a long time. And if they do reach a level, then they can start sparring. But basically, it's just working out, working with the officers, learning the sport. So you're shadow boxing in front of a mirror. You're hitting a bag. The coaches are looking at your technique to make sure you're throwing that jab correctly. Your feet are in the correct position and all those types you're, of things. You're learning relationship skills on coach, trainer, officer, child, teenager. And you control. Know, control. Self-control. Self-control. Self -control. Yep. So there's a, a ton of different things. Foundations that a lot of these children are not getting through other means in, in education, the household that they're getting through this PAL boxing program. Again, it's through Spokane Boxing Club, and if you want to be involved with it, where would they go? Just to the 
Spokane Police Department's website. Yep, you can look at that. You can. You're welcome to come down in any Tuesday or Thursday at 115 South Jefferson in downtown Spokane, and just show up and and we can walk you through the process. So Tuesdays and Thursdays between 4 and 5:30 p.m. 115 South Jefferson, and you guys are there. Is this a program that you guys just do a few months in the summer is this ongoing all year it's ongoing year round and just like most stuff you know in the winter time it does kind of taper off a little bit with the busyness of it but summertime it picks up big time and uh, this summer we're going to do our second annual boxing event Um, it's an outdoor boxing event at brick west so it's uh, in july so in July, so this this is something that if you know youth in Spokane that need to interact with law enforcement, maybe build relationships with other youth, whether they're having problems in their own home, or if they're a student that wants to work with other children their age that, you know, they want to help them out. They want to learn how to box. They want to go be ready for this event in July. It means you got to start working out now, right? Exactly. Yep. You got to start getting prepared Get, get now. involved now, get in shape, learn, learn the sport, learn the techniques, and maybe you could be boxing this summer at Brick West. Who knows? Who knows? Depends on the skills you got. Well, and how soon you get involved, right? right. How soon these teenagers get involved. Most of our listeners are probably not going to be teenagers at this point. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think we have a TikTok account. So that's kind of the one they <laughs> use these days. Uh, we're more Facebook. That kind of shows our age. Maybe maybe we should get this on Instagram and get, reach those uh, youngsters. But I know that a lot of our listeners, their grandparents, their parents, Uh, Their children need opportunities to get away from their video games, get away from those social media sites that are causing massive depression. Just reading articles about that, the suicide rate, suicidality, thoughts of, and, uh, you know, the drug addiction, all the different things that can attack you when you're weak and depressed, which social media seems to be doing to our youth. Get them off their phones. Get them boxing. Teach them to bob and weave. Oh, that's right, because we're bobbing and weaving with Officer Prim today. So, so weaving and bobbing, what else do you do with the with the foundation, the Spokane Police Foundation? Besides the boxing, we also do our youth and police initiative. We call it YPI, and we do uh, classroom sessions with youth, uh, primarily high school age groups, a variety of different groups. We've done them in the high schools in the past. We've done um, YPI sessions at like Excelsior, for example, or Crosswalk downtown. That's the that's a youth shelter in downtown Spokane. Um, we've done a variety of different sessions, but that's where kind of another way to bridge the gap between youth and police. And we spend quite a few days with them on talking about police work, um, how to be adult citizen, meaning how do you build up those skills of talking in front of talking in public. Mm-hmm. Right, standing up and introducing yourself, talking about yourself to a, a small group of people, which relates to like a job interview almost. So if you got a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, you know, high school student who hasn't had a job interview yet, we try to give them some job skills, some life skills to prepare for life as an adult. Communication is, it, well, you're a communications person yourself, actually. So, you know, communication is hugely important in how you conduct yourself, your body language, how you communicate to others, whether you're you're smiling, whether you're attentive to what the other person is saying. So it's communication both ways. It's not just in, in the job, but also dealing with relational problems. That communication can can really aid people in positive ways, I think. And so now I'm going to get, I'm probably going to drag you into a political topic here because you're working with the youth 
And so what was the program that, you're, that you were just discussing? Youth and Police Initiative. Youth and Police Initiative. Okay, so there used to be this program that took students through high school, you know, kind of like ROTC, but for law enforcement that it used to be done. I don't know if it still is, but I know that I was a big proponent of it years ago to get good youth from our community instead of just having lateral hires. And there's nothing wrong with lateral hires and people coming from outside the community to do policing, but we are short police officers all the time. So we need youth not to just be able to work with community policing and be able to communicate with officers. And obviously the things you're doing with the youth are far beyond that. We also need people that grew up in this community like you did, like I did, like Shannon did to be involved in, in policing efforts and maybe become an officer. So what was that program? I'm trying to remember the name of it. The ex- maybe the Explorer program. That's Explorer it, program. Explorer program. That's Explorers. And so we are you guys the, still doing that? Yeah, we still have the Explorer program, and we have the Cadet program and the Reserve. So the, all those programs are still running. They're still running? And, and they're still available. Really? Um, yeah, and they're great. I thought they were ended. That was one of the political things that was a, a big irritation years back is that it seemed like they were ended for a while. I, You know, earlier on in my career, I was one of the Explorer advisors, so I was involved in that a little bit for a couple of years. So it's still going, and it's a great program to get, you know, high school-aged kids uh, to learn about police work, to volunteer, and to even learn. They ha- actually have, like, an academy in the summer where the Explorers can go to this academy and do a bunch of different police work skills. Site we can find information on that? Yeah, yeah I can, give that, can yeah. give that to you. What is it? Is it, is it a specific pro? It's aside from the Spokane Police Foundation that you're working yes, with? Yes, yeah. Right it's through, yeah, it's, um, and actually uh, they have in every department, most departments have an Explorer program, and so they might have some youth in their program and they can all take part in that academy, which they all come up from all the state to a summer type academy. Okay, so, so this like is also, long. so this is also a statewide program for, for children have it okay and you know what we got to take a break we're so don't go anywhere folks because we're going to come right back uh with officer prim because we got a lot more bobbing bobbing and weaving to do so we'll be right back don't go anywhere we want to thank god and you the listeners for the opportunity to continue the right spokane perspective radio show and podcast programming we sincerely thank mike fagan for 12 years of dedication to our listeners and guests of the right spokane perspective and we wish you well in your sabbatical and anticipate hearing from you again in the future listeners it's because of your support we continue to bring you facts commentary and alerts on what's happening in local government politics and issues affecting us all please send your most generous support to right spokane perspective llc p.o box 7620 spokane wa Thanks again and back to the show. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective on Bob and Weave this Wednesday with Officer Prim. And we were talking about boxing. We were talking about other uh, youth initiatives with the Spokane Police Department. And we were also talking about the Explorer program, not exactly part of the Spokane Police Foundation that we're talking about today. But I'm just so thoroughly interested by that because it seems like our youth live so fearful every day of increased crime, the drug problems, and things that kind of surround how well we police our neighborhoods. And of course, that's not police's fault a lot of times it's the legislature's fault it's maybe the judicial system's uh, interpretation of law that's not holding people accountable but this this level of fear in our youth they can take action by being a part of a program that will maybe lead to becoming an officer in their own community down the road and what we're talking about is the explorer program so folks when you want to find out about that we're going to get more information down the road here and a website if you want to send your youth to an explorer program go to our facebook page with today's show we will have a link there for you in the comments so uh jumping back in officer prim 
tell us other things going on with the Spokane Police Foundation and uh, and and what you're doing. You're kind of new to this this role because at one point in time you were one of those officers out there getting screamed at by all the nice individuals you had to arrest in Spokane. Actually, before you tell us about uh, what you're doing with communications, tell us a little bit about your your past with the Spokane Police Department and and kind of your experience there and and things you liked, things maybe you didn't. Yeah, I'm fairly new to the community outreach unit. Prior to that, I was um, at the downtown downtown precinct, so I was there for oh about ten years, working out as a uh, community officer down there. So downtown was that prior to the bicycles? Um, no, we've had bicycles the whole time. Different variations of bicycles. We recently were able to purchase some e-bikes. So oh, okay. that was kind of a new addition in the past few years. So e-bikes. So, so that way you still got a little bit of leg strength and energy. If you have to get off and chase somebody, you're not tired from riding all day. Right. When we first started, we had the old school just, you know, chain chain bikes, and that's fine. But sometimes if you got to get from one end of downtown to the other, say a dangerous type call comes out and you have to really pedal hard, it's nice to get there with still have some energy, you know, yeah. when you well, we, scene. So we've had bicycle police downtown a long time before the politicians made a big deal about it? Yes. So so you were engaged in that, but you were also in a vehicle sometimes? Yes, depending on the weather and stuff like that. Yeah, I could see that riding a bike downtown in the winter might be <laughs> might, might hinder your ability to get to those police calls inside of the core. Maybe ice skates. Ice skates? Yeah, you're good. Well, Snowshoes. Snowshoes. <laughs> Snowshoes. That would actually, well... It, Except for the heated sidewalks. You, you know, you get slowed down on the ice skates on those uh, heated sidewalks that are down there. Having this experience downtown, of course, downtown's a location kind of like the shopping mall used to be when we were kids. Downtown's a location for youth. Sometimes uh, it's pretty innocent, no problems, but sometimes not so much. Yes, it's changed quite a bit since I was in high school. Yeah, it has. Definitely. So you worked downtown. You were an officer down there. What led you to become the communications officer? Were you tired of, of dealing with the downtown issue? Or did this opportunity come forth and say, hey, I'm going to work with the youth instead of uh, searching them downtown? I'd always kind of volunteered and sometimes on my off time or if I was allowed to, if I had time during shift, I would volunteer and do some of the programs like the boxing program. I've been involved with that before for a couple of years before I was, I guess you'd call it the full-time community outreach officer. So I've done a variety of the different programs before I joined the unit. Um, I just kind of, the opportunity came along and so I applied for it and luckily I got it. Very cool. So. Very cool. So being that communications you're not the director, right? No. Not the director. So, oh. so so you can talk to him later about anything that you might get in trouble for, you know, putting out there in the community. <laughs> so being the communications person, tell us more about this foundation, what you guys are working towards, and what we can maybe hope to see in Spokane here in the future, maybe some new things. Yeah, one thing I... I failed to mention we have our uh, police activities league or it's called PAL and and typically it's in the summertime it's about five weeks in the summer it's a variety of different parks so usually we pick like two or three parks that are in different neighborhoods of Spokane last year we had it in Friendship Park was one of the neighborhoods we had and so a lot of the kids from like the northeast neighborhood would all go over to Friendship Park and we would do one day per week for five weeks where the kids come and we do a variety of activities or sports with them 
they have they eat lunch in the park there so we can eat lunch with them and then we talk to them about different positive things that they can exemplify like respect sportsmanship leadership integrity and those types of things and we talk to them and then we also do some positive reinforcement with the kids in the form of if they show that during the day they oftentimes will get a some sort of gift or a some swag or something that they like and we've had different donations like NFL jerseys and things like that the kids are excited about and so not only are they able to do something positive work with the police learn to know us a little bit as people instead of just you know whatever the media is trying to portray but then they learn some of those things like respect honesty and sportsmanship yeah and those are important things to know in in work life and obviously throughout your school years those are important things you know having relationships inside your community whether it's with officers or maybe it's an elder in the neighborhood that's the block watch person you know having being able to have those conversations i think that these are activities that are building those skills in the youth to, to maybe one day also be those leaders in the community, whether they end up being law enforcement or just someone that's a, a taxpayer hoping to have good policing and able to do block watch, you know, reach out to people and have those skills. Exactly. Yeah, it's, and it's a great way for us to sort of show them those core values and build them, you know, build them and build the relationship with us, you know, so. That's great. Okay, so the, the Spokane Foundation, do you know how long it's been around? 2013, I believe we've been doing it. Okay, so somewhat new. Now this has nothing to do with like the what was it, Coffee with a Cop program? That that's, that's more of the adults. Well, Coffee with a Cop can be anybody that wants to come to that location, coffee shop, or wherever the coffee's but at. That's something you guys are doing too. We are also involved with that as well. Yeah. Okay, so, Coffee with a Cop. And do you have one of those coming up anytime soon? You know, we're about? planning a few, uh, a few coming up. Okay, so the best way to find out about those is maybe get on uh, the Facebook page. You guys have a Facebook page? Yes, Facebook page or the website, and then we'll start sharing those pretty soon. So the Facebook page is that Spokane Police Department, or yes. is it the foundation? Either or. Either, oh, so you have but, both? But, yeah, but I would definitely check the Spokane Police Department webs, website for some of those dates. Spokane sure. Police Department website, or also grab their Facebook page so you can share some of those events with friends. Because those that's you got to get the, the outreach out there. Because sometimes you guys don't have a lot of involvement, right? We're trying to do as much as we can to be part of the community, and that's why we have. Well, you know, we're having you on the show, and that's we're having you on the show because we want people to share Spokane Police Department's programs and what they're doing for outreach in the community. Because we don't want our law enforcement dollars to have to pay for billboards and advertising and things like that. We need it to go into policing, right? So exactly. help us advertise for the Spokane Police Foundation in these events for the youth, the PAL program. Again, what was the stand? What did that stand for? The Police Activities League. Police Activities League program, go to the website, uh, share these events. Let's let's get people involved with policing because you guys are also training not just the youth, but also adults through Coffee with a Cop. People ask questions to law enforcement that's there. You can have these discussions about community policing. What's the appropriate thing to do in different situations? Who to call? That sort of thing, right? Anything on your mind, you can come. You can you know voice your concern about whatever you you believe or you're hearing about in the community, or you can just meet an officer and talk to him and get to know him a little bit or you can express your neighborhood concerns say if there's a coffee with a cop at a specific neighborhood people from that neighborhood could come potentially and speak to the police there and talk to him about their neighborhood too 
Well, and they've talked about some changes also in policing. We they used to have a lot more NROs, the neighborhood resource officers. They've been pulled from that because we're short officers that are out there in the community doing policing. Is there anything that the police department is looking at that you want to talk about today as far as basic policing things that you've heard from the officers, from the community, that you can, you know, be in that communications person? Is there something that you can talk about? I don't want to drag you too far down the road to criminal justice, but, you know, anything out there that we should know about? Well, you you may have heard, you know, nationwide and you know, also in our state of Washington, we do need people to become police officers. We do need to have a good relationship with the community in general so that people are interested in becoming police officers. Can't really have a society that functions without some sort of law enforcement aspect to have accountability in our communities. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, too, because for so many decades, one of the number one most trusted positions in our community was police and teachers, and things are changing. The attitudes are changing because of what we've allowed media, hype, political agendas to infect our youth with, the people in our community. Some of it, I think it is, it's a paralysis from the amount of media that we consume, whether it's media with an agenda or the focus on the bad. If we talk about on this show, if it bleeds, it leads. So it's hard to talk about the good news because everybody's too focused on the balloons getting shot down, right? Or something that, that looks horrific or bad or a failure of government when there are some great things that our law enforcement are out there doing. I don't know if you have the stats on you today, but my understanding is it's hundreds of thousands of contacts every year that our Spokane law enforcement engages in with no problems whatsoever. And they're able to defuse situations, maybe solve crimes, help people in the community. And too often it's in the newspaper. We hear about that one bad incident where, you know, obviously there was criminal behavior going on and and put officers in a bad position, but hundreds of thousands of times officers show up and there's the solution to someone's problem. Exactly. There's a lot of positivity out there. And unfortunately, like you said, Tim, a lot of the positive stories don't really get heard. Um, some do, but uh, I would like to see more positivity out there in the world. And it's a really negative time right now for well, everybody. So you're a communications person now, but you had to learn CPR. You had to learn how to use a firearm and, and other means of, of policing. But we never see it on the front page, it seems. Officer shows up on scene, saves a person's life that was in a traffic accident, was hyperventilating, was passing out. Officer saves a life. We don't see that on the front page. Exactly. And one thing in our city specifically is the amount of, of drug overdoses that are occurring due to fentanyl and opiate addiction. And it's, it's super sad, but there's officers out there almost every single day that are using portable Narcan to revive uh, people. When I first started my career, I never carried, never had to carry Narcan. Right, I didn't even know what Narcan, Narcan was. Narcan with me. Did, now, it, did they tell you in the academy what Narcan even was? No, I'd never heard about it. But now, nowadays, if I go out and work the streets, I carry a Narcan with me in my, my pocket. And I've used it several times to to revive people from overdose. And, uh, and this is what law enforcement faces. You, you show up to, and this is what, what should be on the front page, not, you know, other stuff things that are on the front page of of local newspapers and maybe even media coverage overall you show up there's someone that's dead they're they're legally dead at that point in time they've lost all functionality not breathing you hit them with the narcan they've like come back to life because it's the drugs that shut down all their organs their brain function and now you got this person that you just saved their life not only maybe throwing up and other bad bodily things but they're also angry with you right 
Normally. Normally. And one of the reasons why is they don't, they don't want to feel that sickness of the desire to, to feel that high, to feel. And then when you come off of opiates, it's, it's super painful and it hurts a lot. And so that's often what drives the addiction is they don't want to feel that sickness, that pain. So staying high as long as possible from all day long if they can. And when they come off that high, it's super painful. So you're right. Sometimes they are angry. They're, they're irritated because yeah. they just spent all morning long stealing stuff and doing things that were probably illegal to come up with the money for those drugs they just overdosed on that you saved them from, right? It's sad. It really is sad. It's sad. So, uh, you know, law enforcement being that responder, it, it is, to me it's sad you guys aren't out there doing more policing in, in other ways because you're forced to deal with this drug epidemic on our streets. So with this PAL program... What was it, PAL again? It was Police... Police Activities League. Police Activities League. You're also... Are you kind of fulfilling what D.A.R.E. used to do? Somewhat, in, in a sense. Somewhat we're talking to kids about what's going on with them, some of the dangers out there, and it kind of depends on the situation, but we are talking to them about dangers in society like drugs and I would think gang, the youth would be bringing that to you a lot. The sometimes br- they are, yeah. Sometimes they are, and it's just not like when we were kids where it was, you know, marijuana and beer, where, I mean, there's hardcore drugs out there that if you try it one time, you might die from it, from fentanyl, and that's what's Could be facing. the end of your life from, from the drug from one-time use. Could be the end of your life because of a, a life ruined by the drug. Right, so it's even more dangerous now than when we were younger, so... Okay, folks, again, we were bobbing and weaving this Wednesday with Officer Prim. Don't forget our law enforcement out there. When you see them somewhere, thank them for their service, what they're doing out in the community, the things they face. You don't see it in the news. But you can see these officers if you go to things like Coffee with a Cop. Get the youth involved. Go to the the Spokane Police Department's website. Get them involved with what they call PAL Boxing. They meet Tuesdays and Thursdays, 4 to 5.30 p.m. at 115 South Jefferson. We're out of time for today's show. All that being said, Shannon and I will be back again tomorrow. <laughs>